Welcome. My name is Licia Dewing, and I'm a career strategist. The Career Revolution interview series is the space where we interview ordinary people who've done the extraordinary to revolutionize their career. They've done the unconventional, they've taken the road less traveled, they've done something different to the status quo, and they're now standing in the sunshine of their career. It's a revolution, and it's all about you. Enjoy the listening. Welcome, welcome everyone to the Career Revolution, the place to be to find inspiration, excitement, and the prodding that you might need to revolutionize your career. This is a interview series where I get the great pleasure and great honor to interview inspiring people who've done the unconventional. Ordinary people like you and I who've done something extraordinary in their career and but the status quo to get great results. And today I'm super, super, super excited because my guest is Sampak Sachdeva. I've called this episode of Career Revolution Rise, and we're going to talk to Sampak about his career catalysts, his career story, his career influences, and all the things that have helped form and shape where is he is now. Sam Park is the CEO and founder of his own startup. He's had an incredible journey that we're going to get into. So without any further ado, I'm going to welcome Sam Park in and bring him in from backstage. Hi, Sam Park. Welcome. Hi, Alicia. Welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> how, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. And I'm super great to have you here. It's so I just I, I still can't get over the excitement of the ease of technology, the ease of being able to have this conversation with you in LinkedIn, where so many people can watch and, and hear your story, and it then gets recorded, and it lives in perpetuity on my on our profiles, and people can watch it on replay. I just, I love that. But what I'm so excited about is that you and I met on Clubhouse. I just, before we get into things, I'm going to tell everyone, Thanks to social media, Clubhouse, I would never potentially have come across your profile or connected or met with you. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. So thank you for offering to share your story and be here with us. Everybody that's watching in the comments, I'd love for you to let us know what city you're watching it from, because currently Sam Park is a is a resident of India, but he's in Calcutta at the moment, although his home base is in Bombay. Um, I'm Cape Town based right now and everything in between. It'll be wonderful to see who's joining us. But Sam Park, yeah, let's get into it. Let's start talking. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Pleasure being here, Alicia. 
Great. So you're a LinkedIn spotlight. You were awarded um, a spotlight winner in 2019. Currently at the moment, you've got over 90,000 followers. You've got courses that you run. You show up regularly on various social media platforms and your posts always go viral because so many people tune into your message and listen and follow you. But this is not where it started. I want to take us back to the beginning and I want you to just tell us a little bit about your your career story but i mean what did you did you imagine that this is where you would be what was it that you wanted to become when you were a young boy so so i had never imagined that this is what i will end up doing uh, so when when i came into that stage in school that i had to pick up the stream that i wanted to go into i knew that i did not like chemistry so science was out of question because i was really bad at, <laughs> at chemistry and biology so so yes i knew i will uh, take up commerce in my uh, high school etc but studying commerce accounts for a lot of time people said you're very good in accounts so you should become a chartered accountant etc which is like the american cpa in india mm. and as a 18 year old coming from a small town here uh, you did not have too much exposure to everything that happens so yes i did enroll myself uh, for the chartered accountancy course but 3 months into it i realized okay this is not what i want to do all my life so i was still a year away from my first exams but i called up home and i said i'm dropping out from here this is not what i will want to do in the long run so so that was my first uh exposure there and i as a 18 year old i was still trying to figure out what i wanted to do it was in my second year of graduation that i did a part time job at an electronics store so i used, in the morning i used to go to college in the evening i used to go there to sell televisions and the few months that i stood in that store and sold television was where i realized that okay sales marketing understanding consumers uh converting them seeing them walk out happy was something that was interesting enough and i think that is where the decision of that okay i will go do my mba and i want to get into sales and marketing so that's that's where that decision came in but yes i did try my hands at a few things before this it's never a straight line i mean that's what i so appreciate about my work is that all of my clients have had layers and layers of influences and catalysts and um sometimes you know going round and to come back to where they originally started off i mean the message of work hard get a good qualification the company will look after you climb the corporate ladder of success you and i both know so outdated and it just doesn't work yet yet we're not really taught anything different when when we choose our tertiary qualifications we're not really helped to sort of you know figure out what we really enjoy doing and what we love to do some of us have to kind of bump along and then go i really don't like doing this now i want to change into something else so tell us about what were i mean you've you've shared a lot now and 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 with your studying what were some of the biggest let's talk about catalysts and moments in time throughout your career that really shifted and changed the way that you thought about your work that were able you know explain some of those what 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 were some of those um events or people that you came across that just changed everything um so i'll tell you when when i uh, moved to bombay for graduation so i come from a small industrial town in india where uh, most people were engineers around 
and uh, when when i moved to bombay for my graduation that in itself was a very very big culture shock so mm. um, i went through uh, through those 3 years looking at the money around and people around and obviously it it did uh, hold me back a bit it did i was a little shy there and where you would have that little bit of insecurity of uh, not having the privileges that people do uh, and i think that is when when i moved into mba i'll tell you my turnaround point was my exchange program so it was early 2009 where for one semester i had moved to uh, a college in france as an exchange student so we were six of us in a new country all the six of us were traveling abroad for the first time we were 20 21 year olds and uh, not knowing wow. the language not knowing the culture not knowing anybody there that was the first time you were thrown absolutely out of your comfort zone yes bombay was a culture shock but this was a different uh, bump Traffic altogether because, so uh, and when those five months when i got through it and i realized that if i can survive here in without any support system at all not even the language not the people not the uh, anything that i've ever seen that gave me a lot of confidence and i think i returned from that trip a much more confident person and that is where so a lot of people who know me on both sides of that five months come back and say that there has been a transformational shift there i think that's where and this is something that i go and tell people also that we are now old enough learned enough experienced enough to pull through things may go a little here and there but you have to have confidence that you are capable enough to make something out of mm. your career and i think the moment i realized that i think it gave me a lot of confidence and that started showing in the work that i did the way i approached things the way i went about it and i think that is where the first major uh, i would say pivot came into my life and then as i moved into my corporate career then there were a lot of other learnings that came by as that well that came along so before we go on in into the rest of the trajectory of your career what really what you're describing to me was that the exposure of going from what you knew one from your sort of rural home into bombay in the big city but then from bombay to a completely different country almost equipped you with a sense of confidence and um posturing that you could do what you ever you chose to do in your career you could become your own maker and creator you didn't have to wait for someone else to give you an opportunity or you know offer you a a role or a job that you had this feeling this it was almost like the seeds were born that from an entrepreneurial sense potentially that you could do it if you wanted to you could be the buyer of your career is that correct right. it felt like that was a absolutely absolutely because that's where you realize that okay you are and when you say that when you move out of your comfort zone is where the magic mm. happens i think that is exactly something that i realized during that period as well that the magic did happen when uh consciously unconsciously i did push myself out of that comfort zone Absolutely. I mean, you speak to anyone and I mean so much of the work that you do is helping equip people to understand um whether it's within the sales, social media, that element of your business or or also on a personal coaching on a leadership perspective. When when and a lot of my clients when they feel stuck or bored or stagnant or just as if they're not really inspired by what they're doing, a big piece of advice that I often give them is what can you do without changing anything right now but what can you do that's going to completely put you outside of your comfort zone and it might be something as small as 
deciding to host the next team strategy meeting and and running it because you always take a you know take a back seat and you don't do that so even within the stuck and the stagnant roles, even within the places within our career where we feel as if there's just no movement and we just want to jump out completely before the jump, do a little bit of that getting outside of your comfort zone to to stretch that muscle because there's so much power that can come from that. Absolutely, so, absolutely, yeah. Sambak, and then um, I just want to ask you at this point, and I'm going to ask you the same question again. You've now taken us to, you know, to Bombay, to Bombay, to France, back again, completing your engineering qualification. You're back and um, working through the sort of different corporates within India. What then would you say, in retrospect, was the one personality quality, the one personal quality that really served you in then really growing your career? Because you went on to work with some of the most amazing, biggest brands throughout India as head of marketing, head of sales. What was it? Was it that you were very ambitious? Was it that these roles were finding you? What, what was the, the, the personality quality that just helped you most then? I, I think um, positivity is something that has helped me. And uh, because the moment you're positive, you have that confidence. So I told mm. you about the whole confidence story. Um, yes. I always knew that, okay, you need to keep putting in that effort. There is no shortcut to success. There is no hack to success. There's no trick to success. You need to keep putting in those, that, that effort. Then you need to stay mm. positive that sooner or later things will work out. It may not work out immediately. It will work out at some point of time. And at this stage, I'll tell you, uh, I, I know that, uh, that's something that I will also want to share is that one of the biggest learnings that I got was from a boss of mine in my early stages. Okay. And uh, this was the first time I felt that I was due for a promotion coming up, etc. And uh, I was all excited for it. And the day it got announced, uh, a very good friend or a colleague of mine got promoted. I did not. So I was all angry as such. Okay despite doing the numbers, despite doing the targets, he's got in and he's, he's got through. So I went all angry to my boss and like, why has he got it? Why have I, I not got it and etc. So he turned around and he said, how old are you? I said, I'm 25. He said, till what age are you going to work? I said, anywhere between 55 to 60. He said, in a 35 year career, a year here and there does not matter. Six months here and there does not matter. If he's got it, there is a reason for why he's got it. So for you, to, it's important that you study what is it that you've missed out on. But six months here and there, one year here and there in a 35-year-old career does not matter. In the longer run, you mm. eventually get to what you deserve. So you need to keep working on your value addition. Uh, and in the longer run, you will catch up. So I think that's something that has... That's something that I mention in a lot of sessions that I take. Uh, I think that uh, understanding th things take time, staying positive about things, cribbing over things is not going to help you. And if people mm. uh, start losing their sleep over smaller things, it's not it's not worth it. So it, it is a combination of a lot of your experiences through life which eventually make you. Absolutely. And I mean, that's uh, that forms us all. But as you and I both know, there's so many young people who have great ambitions and they want to make it and they're frustrated. And how do I do this? And there perhaps is an, an element of looking for a shortcut or a hack. But 
That's why I quickly wrote that down. That I mean, I love that message of positivity. The number one personal quality that served you, that helped you move through, wasn't ambition or, or anything. It was really just remaining positive. And then when you had that setback, um, great influence of this perhaps boss that you refer to, perhaps if we get to the, 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 the section of career influences, he stands at the forefront because he said, to you, you know what, whether it's six months or a year that you feel like you might be... Um, you know, uh, not moving ahead in your career. Patience, patience, because look how much time you've still got to come. And you don't often hear that. You don't necessarily hear um, somebody from an, an older generation or with more experience or just in a senior leadership position giving you um, the, the message of more patience. So that's amazing. And then, as you said, adding value. Um, I interviewed an amazing young woman, Zimkita. I think you actually listened to that interview. And yes. she's known as the queen of sabbaticals. And she said, well, every time she left, so many people said to her, but how did you know you could step back into your career? She said, because I know I always add value. So it's the certainty of knowing that if you're remaining positive, continuing to add value, those opportunities will come. And if they don't, then you take the steps necessary. Then, then you do what you need to do. So throughout the time that you moved from these um, big brands and, and, and various corporate roles, you did you know then that you might be heading towards this entrepreneurial role that you're in, CEO, founder, um, LinkedIn top voice? Did any of that start to, did it feel as if that, that's where you were heading? Um, very frankly, this was not a part of the plan. So, <laughs> uh, uh, because... Uh, I had been writing on LinkedIn for the last five years and it was it was more out of myself. I had never planned that I will get into content creation, training, etc. Um, the first time where the thought came in was when I won the LinkedIn Spotlight in 2019. So that was an award by LinkedIn which recognizes the top content creators with the maximum engaging and viewed content. And the, the moment that validation came in, it felt that maybe I'm doing something right. And that's where... The first time I even thought about it, is this something that can be explored? So this this is not even this uh, just around two years back, and uh, I my actual plan of even thinking on these lines was still a good four five years away. But I think it was COVID and the whole pandemic which somehow uh, rushed my decision in because uh, the last organization that I was working was in hospitality, and I was handling corporate events. So hospitality corporate yeah. travel, corporate events, everything went for a toss in, in, in one fine day. And that is where uh, somehow that opportunity came by where I said that, okay, I might need to move uh, jobs. But then I said, okay, I know it amidst the pandemic, even if I go looking for jobs, it's not going to be very, very easy. So uh, the same thing that you spoke about uh, your other friend where she said that I add value. I knew that I'll try taking a plunge if it does not work out, I can always go back because I know I have built that network on LinkedIn. I've had that experience. I've, I've built those relationships across. So if in a few months, I don't feel that this is where I would want to continue, I can always move back into my corporate roles. Mm. And it, it, it's been close to 18 months since that uh, one fine day decision. I have survived till now. Hopefully uh, it stays as it is. But yes, it was always it was always a, a decision where I knew that just in case I do need to, I can always uh, move back into the my my whole 
journey of my corporate journey as well. Okay, fantastic. Gosh, I love that. I want to ask a few questions, but before, what, what's the next five years hold for you? Now that you're here, now that the eternal being out of your comfort zone of shifting industries and pivoting within the pandemic, um, what, what's the next five years? Where is Sam Park, so Sam Park going? So, um, so the last year and a half, I've tried out a lot of models. Uh, mm. I have got uh, multiple things there. So there are two major things that I would be working on. One is the whole corporate trainings and the corporate sessions. Yes, there is a lot. I realize there's competition in every job honor that you get into. So, but uh, again, I get that practical experience from the industry here. So one is the whole corporate training bit that I would want to work on. And the second is more of a B2C where I work with direct, uh, I would say people who would want to learn. And I do a lot of consulting with senior leaders, etc. So anybody who's watching, wanting to enter a market like the India wants to understand that. So I do a lot of consulting on those lines as well. Mm, I love that. I mean, that's a great um, cornerstone is that anybody who's watching who wants to enter a market like India, because you have been recognized as one of a handful of spotlight LinkedIn top voices coming out of India. So you actually represent so many um, people who are on LinkedIn. And as you say, anybody who's interested in, in, in sort of um, the Indian market, Sam Park is your guy. So Fantastic. Let's just go back to 2019. You get this award from LinkedIn. You were, were you, were you wanting it? Were you posting for the award? Was it just you were regularly posting and they noticed noticed you? What happened there? Because I mean, LinkedIn is um, less than three percent of people. Less than I think it's less right. than three percent of people are actually regular content creators. So I had not planned for this. Um, I till the day I got that email from LinkedIn. I had I did not even have this in mind because I was still uh, not even the under the impression that okay that it is good enough. I was still I was still wondering on those things that till that one fine day where that email came from that that you're on the LinkedIn spotlight list, and it took me a few seconds to take that in. But I think that that email popping up in my inbox and I I I fear myself if I had missed that email that day, I would not have even known what. <laughs> Uh, it would it would have happened because that that was the only message that I got, and I think that that email in itself uh, was a was a big transformation altogether. Mm, I'm sure it must have been amazing. I mean, your story is characterized by events that forced you outside of your comfort zone. Some of them were your choosing; you chose to go to France. Some of them were your choosing; you chose to move into um, being the founder creator of your um, incredible startup but some of them you didn't necessarily choose but they found you and and off you went so you you are the quintessential grow outside of your comfort zone poster boy <laughs> now not talking to you is that what i realized i, I would not have realized this till the time uh, you mentioned it right now but yes i realized down now that I, it's, it's always been a jump from here and there yes it's always been a big leap it's always been a jump so we could have called this episode jump but we called it rise so rise out of the comfort zone rise out of the safety and the security that was there i mean let's face it you could have been one of those people at the entry of covid and the global pandemic that rocked 
hospitality eventing that rocked so many people's industries. I so honor and respect how so many people had their entire careers completely upended. You could have been somebody who chose to just try and eke out an existence within the same industry. You could have been somebody who chose to just keep hanging in, waiting to see what would come through and then jump back in once the world started opening up, but you didn't. You chose to completely jump out of your comfort zone and rise out of whatever was holding you back. So um, I, I, I love the way things magically sometimes come together when you're talking with people. So that's what your next five years are going to be like. There are a couple of people. So we've got some comments here, people joining us from Cape Town, um, joining us from the States. Gabe, Gabe is here, but um, no questions yet. And the thing that I love about the LinkedIn Live, Sam Park, you and I agreed that we're going to be hanging around in the comments once the video has gone. So let us know if you're catching this on replay or if you're catching this live, and definitely tell us what city you're watching it from, because that to me fascinates me, this global community that LinkedIn is. Sam Park, Sacheva and I met on Clubhouse, which is associated in a way with Instagram and LinkedIn, because what happened through that meeting, it was actually a LinkedIn room, I think, on Clubhouse where we first Thank met, you. and then you and I went off and started hosting some of our rooms together. Um, and I just love the, 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 the you know, how, how small the world is brought across all these different um, incredible social media channels. So please, everyone, let us know what city you're watching it from, whether you're catching this live or whether you're catching it in the replay. It would be great to know. And we're talking with Sam Park. Sam Park's such Deva with 90,000 LinkedIn followers and growing. He didn't choose it, but when he saw it coming, he jumped and you nearly missed the email or maybe the, you didn't get the email from LinkedIn that said you're one of the spotlight winners. Thank goodness you did because then you just jumped into it. Your business is developing and growing as we speak. In fact, I know that you're hiring, you're looking for some account executives to work with you. So if anybody's interested in getting into the Indian market through somebody who's done it by experience, let's face this, you didn't go and study how to become a social media influencer how to become a trainer it's who you've become um and I, I resonate with that completely and i enjoy that tell us about as we start winding up the interview now as we get close on to um half an hour i want to just end off with 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 two areas and i want to ask you about what was the best advice you were given and what was um you know the best influences that gave you thought within your career. We've spoken about the catalyst, but I don't want to move on too quick from LinkedIn because it's such an interesting platform. And I think anybody watching now would go, well, how do you, if you're not planning on it, go from being awarded the spotlight and then developing um, this incredible profile that you have? I mean, a part of your work is focused primarily on creating content, but you always give so much advice. Whenever I follow you, whether you're live, whether you're in Clubhouse, whether you're leaving a post, Sam Park, you're always dishing out advice, strategy, service. You're always telling people so abundantly and wholeheartedly what they need. This is who you are, but it's also become a really great strategy that served you on LinkedIn, serving people first. Can you just talk a little bit about that before we get into the influences that you had? 
so so lisa i come from that school of thought and and because again this is something that i have learned on my experience on linkedin that you don't know where conversations will lead to but it is very mm. important to lead those converse to start those conversations i would have spoken to hundreds of people on clubhouse okay but that one conversation that both of us had that the fact that we hosted a lot of rooms there we've exchanged a lot of messages on whatsapp we've stayed in touch we're doing this session that's the whole power of networking mm. um i think this is the first time where we are actually doing a video uh, discussion face to face yes <laughs> so it does not matter if you are in cape town it does not matter if i'm in bombay or in calcutta i think that is the power of networking and mm. the point is people do not realize that you don't know which conversation or which jump that we spoke about through this conversation which will lead us where i jump into conversations thing what is the worst that will happen the worst that will happen is that okay we have one conversation and we never have another conversation but what if it works out what if you are able to find those synergies it is through these conversations that we i discuss it with you then you say okay i think i know someone whom you can help or someone who can help you the chain keeps building and i think that's where the linkedin thing works point 1 point 2 is today we've never met okay and suppose you are a target consumer of mine as well to today if i come and tell you that okay this is my service would you buy why will you buy do you know me no do you trust mm. me no do I, you have an idea of my quality no but mm. when i am giving value when i'm adding value when i'm building those conversations when people are reading my posts when people are seeing conversations such as this people get an idea of okay who is this person does he know his stuff does he have a personality that i would like to work with etc this helps in the organic lead generation bit as well so as on today mm. linkedin would give me at least 3 to 4 organic leads every day because people who see my content people who have followed me people who've read my stuff that is where these people reach out saying okay hi sampark i read this post of yours uh, i realize that you can can you help me on this because i realize you are an expert in marketing so that's the fact everybody who's watching here the fact that now we spend half an hour with them as listeners and me even as a uh, interviewee here is they've seen what i know what i don't they've got got a glimpse that's what will help those conversations and i tell people i said even the sessions that i do ki every session is me adding to my network you adding to your network people getting to know each other which mm. conversation will reach where you have no clue absolutely as as we, as, as we discussed there earlier as well one conversation can change your life one email absolutely one, one comment Yeah. One conversation can change your life. One comment on on a LinkedIn live or somewhere can put you into that visibility. Absolutely. Um as some Carlos says, yes, the power of networking and how great things start in one conversation. Yes, totally. Great takeaway without a doubt. I totally agree with that. Some Carlos and um Sam Park you're so you know, sometimes we just have to keep hearing that same message. that it's about showing up it's about staying positive it's about adding value wherever you go and if things take a bit of a sidewalk you know sideline um i'm i'm trying to look for the right word right now but if if you end up finding that your 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 career gets parked on the side without you getting to move it or you you know looked over as you were for um opportunities of advancement and arise yes get an- angry 
but look at ways that you can jump outside of your comfort zone. I think that is the best um, advice for any kind of frustrated, stuck, stagnant person in a, in a career that's frustrating, stuck and stagnant is what can you do to grow outside of your comfort zone? Because then immediately so much growth comes from that. So it's positivity, keep showing up. The king of growing outside of his comfort zone. Here we have Sam Park. Um, and always just making sure that you add value. So to finish off then, tell us what was the best advice you were given in your career. And, and I'm hearing that so much of, I'm going to ask you the question, I'm actually answering it myself, because so much of your story was you learned it while you were in it. You were doing it, you learned it. You actually gave yourself the best advice by exposing yourself to experiences, in a sense, in a way. But if there was like a, a bumper sticker for your career, you know, those old, you know, those beautiful old bumper stickers, if there was something that you would completely hang your hat on and say, this is what served me well. You've given us so many already. Which would it, which would the main one be? So in addition to that story of my boss, I think I just add one additional story there, which is, uh, which my mom told me. And she said that irrespective at whatever stage that you're in, always work on your foundation. Because the stronger the foundation, the greater the storm that you can bear. If, you're, if your roots aren't strong enough, even a gust of wind will uproot you. So if, if, if I go back and I understand my learning from each of the organizations that I worked with, I can exactly tell you what part of the foundation that it put up. So Asian Paints, which was a very well-established, one of the most respected traditional organizations in the country, uh, taught me the whole thing of systems, processes, because when you're at that scale, till the time you have the whole systems process in place, you will fail. So that's rule mm. number one, have those systems in place. When I moved into Ola, which is uh, India's largest player, similar to Uber that you will have across the world, uh, yes. and they were in a neck and neck fight with Uber, they still are. So uh, when I moved into a startup like Ola, uh, the thing that I learned was the whole speed thing of agility, the whole thing of speed, because when you, uh, when you move into a younger organization, the faster you do things, the better. So the systems along with the speed is what came in. When I moved into Oyo, which is the hospitality brand that I was with, yes. uh, I was leading a team of 220 people. Now, when wow. I'm leading a sales team of 220 people, you don't end up selling. At that point, you are basically facilitating your team to run. And mm. at 220 people, man management becomes a very different ballgame. With 10 people, yes, you can manage people. Because 220 people, you are talking about 220 different minds, 220 different ideals. How do you take these 220 people and realign them on a common goal. So the whole thing of systems combined with the speed, combined with managing people was, I think, what built that core uh, for me. And I think that's what I have pushed it across. So I think that's in addition to being positive, confident, yes. comfort zone. I think at every and the whole thing of no shortcut there, no hacks there, because you need to work on your foundation. You work on your foundation and you will take off. You look at the whole thing of a, they, they talk about the growth of a bamboo tree. That five years, it does not even come up. And in the fifth year, it suddenly shoots up meters and 40, 50 meters into the air. So that's the whole power of working on your foundation. And once you do that, 
that one fine night that overnight success will come oh i love that i love that i love how clear it is and how 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 you articulated so well so kind of the first thing is definitely make sure that you've got the right foundation and and it's solid and it's strong i love the analogy your mother shared with you that you know deep roots you know a little bit of a gust won't blow that that tree over but system speed and then leadership or management and and the speed part i'm going to give you a word that i recently learned expeditious so you know when you expedite something it means that you do something quickly so being expeditious is that kind of element of doing everything fast and within the startup you needed to do that but the systems and the processes within the bigger established organization is what helped you so systems processes being speedy expeditious and then management and leadership i mean you you use the word management but i put to you sam park it was your leadership you don't get yes you're managing 210 people that's the 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 essence of it but it's how you do that as a leader that you're standing within your leadership um i love that so when are you going to bring out your book <laughs> now that's something that i've been uh planning and thinking and procrastinating for a couple of years now uh but yes i i hope it it was supposed to be my plan for 2021 we've almost reached december and i'm not done it so yes i hope by the time we we do a, a live session again i should be in a situation to give you that news there there we go well let's mark this in time the 23rd of november just between you and me and 750 million people who could potentially be listening to this on linkedin sam park has said that when we next get on a live he's going to have more details about the project of his book and and i i said that without even knowing that you were planning on a book i don't for a minute doubt that you're not planning on creating a whole lot of ways for the world to engage and interact with you whether it's short courses training and and so forth but a book simply because talking to you you have such a structure and an understanding of where you are at not because you learned it not because you went and did a course on it because you walked it you felt it it was your life it's the story of who you are that you're able in 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 hindsight and reflection to talk about these things and i mean they just flow out of you you know foundation and systems and these three things and you're constantly in 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 teacher mode you're constantly sharing with us point 1 point 2 and so forth. so i just uh, your book will be a handbook it will you know there'll be an element of story to it but i think your book will be tangible you know these are the steps you need to take this is the chapter you need to read and i can't wait i absolutely can't wait for it so well thank you and thank you karen naidu yes work on your foundation absolutely thanks for that comment and to anybody who might be catching this on the replay who hasn't joined us on the hour let us know what city you're watching from i always enjoy um that because sam park and i met on clubhouse in a social media app he's based out in india i'm in cape town south africa he's actually normally based in bombay but he happens to be in calcutta and speedy recovery to your family member and i hope that you get back to bombay safely 
Um, thank you for makeshifting your office. This is not what your office space normally looks like. And I so appreciate that you are able to still spend some time with us. And anybody who's interested in entering into the Indian market or anybody who's interested in getting some three-point steps and a framework of how to jump out of their comfort zone, then Sam Park is definitely somebody that you need to follow. He and I will stay close on the comments for um, a short while. So if you have any questions, tag me or Sam Park in the comments. Be sure to follow both of us on LinkedIn. But also, I would like to ask for everybody to subscribe to the Career Revolution news newsletter. I nearly said newspaper, newspaper <laughs> newsletter on LinkedIn. I'll share the link here for um, you all to join because that's where you're going to find out about next lives and when Sam Park's next here to join us. And he might even be pulled in to help with some strategy sessions too. So, <laughs> Sam Park, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you've, you've really shared some fascinating career catalysts. You told us about your story. You've given us some great career advice. I loved hearing about the influences that you had throughout your career and um, your bumper sticker, that foundation and those three steps, systems, expeditiousness <laughs> and, and leadership. So thank you for your time. Pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you so much. It, it, was, it was genuinely a pleasure having a discussion. And I think uh, meeting so many awesome people in the comments as well. Thank you so much, Licia, for having me. Super, super great, Sam Park. I'm going to catch you on the other side. And to everybody here, let us know where you're watching it from. If you're catching it on the replay, tag Sam Park or I in any questions that you might have. But certainly be sure if you're feeling a little bit stuck or stagnant, do something that's going to get you outside of your comfort zone because that's the real takeaway of Sam Park's message here. He's gone from jumping out of one comfort zone to another. And maybe the book is going to be the next comfort zone, Sam Park. <laughs> then the, the, no, that's a good name. I will start thinking about it. So, yes. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you, everybody. Our time is done, and we'll see you at the next Career Revolution Live. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Thank you so much.